0: This is the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio.
1: Every
2: kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.
0: Jacob, but though it goes middle inside the Morecambe half, is going to give Shrimps keeper Adam Smith an early touch of the ball he clears first time right footed up and over the halfway line flicks towards Michael Mellon off head of a Grimsby Town head here comes here comes Adam Mayer in the first couple of minutes to open the scoring for the Shrimps it's a dream start for Morecambe 70 seconds on the clock and it was as easy as you like really it was a long punt forward from Adam Smith it flicks up off the head of a Grimsby Town central defender into the path of McKinnon and then it was just played forward into the run of Adam Mayer central of the field inside the box the keeper, left-footed, low finish into the far corner, and after 70 seconds, it's Grimsby Town nil, Morecambe 1, a dream start for the Shrimps here in Ups and Badeau. well that might have been a foul, but I think the referee's allowed it to continue, because Grimsby are on the edge of the Morecambe penalty, a shot comes in, oh, it's a beautiful effort as well, and I think Adam Smith might have got a touch on that, or perhaps it just flips off a defender, this is much better from the... Mariners who are putting more from under a bit of pressure here in the last couple of minutes Ball on the overlap though, left hand side again, more dangerous moments Ball is going to be saved by Adam Smith against the post and he catches it under his crossbar And yet more dangerous moments and you have to say in the last three or four minutes Grimsby Town well and truly knocking on the door Ball on the edge of the area still going, oh that's a great run and the ball towards the bottom corner That is a fine save, Bow down to Adam Smith, left hand side And as quickly as Morecambe opened the scoring in the first 60 seconds of the first half, Grimsby starting off like a train there in the first few moments after the restart. That was a beautiful run towards the edge of the box. Great low drive and an excellent save low down to his left-hand side by Adam Smith to keep the score at 1-0. Corner comes in, oh Adam Smith has missed it! and The ball is into the back of the net for the equaliser and it's one to forget that for Adam Smith. Should have caught it really from the corner at the near post. He fluffs his lines, he kicks the ground in disappointment, and it's forced over the line in Grimsby Town, you have to say, deserve to be back on terms, really. They knocked on the door a number of times in the first half, and just two minutes after the restart, they bundle a ball home from close range after Adam Smith fumbles a corner to make it Grimsby Town 1 More than one.
3: All
0: Grimsby with the chip towards the edge of the box, so it's flicked forward as well, and that's going to be put to the back of the net for 2-1, and it's all completely unravelled for Derek Adams, then in the first three minutes after half-time here, and that was just a long ball forward, flicked on on the edge of the penalty area, and forced home for about eight yards out, and as quick as a flash, it's gone from the Shrimps leading here at Blundell Park, so Derek Anderson's men having it all to do. Grimsby have scored twice in 90 seconds to make it the Mariners 2, the Shrimps 1. And another, another avoidable goal. Four,
3: Green.
0: Just looking at it on the big screen replay here at Blundell Park. It was free kick on the halfway, punt towards the edge of the box, flip towards the back post. We didn't clear it and it was Kieran Green who smashes it into the back of the net. Ball on the right-hand side, and you have to be impressed, really, again, with Grimsby's attacking with pace. Rawson heads that one away inside the penalty area. Picked up again no, on the edge of the Morecambe box. Ball across from Glennon. It's going to be tapped in for 3-1 at the back post. And it's going horribly, horribly wrong for Derek Adams. Morecambe in this second half. Went in the goals to the good at half-time, and we were just undone again there. A quick, fast, direct attack. Ball across from Glennon. And it's tapped in at the back post to make it Grimsby Town. Three, Morecambe one, and a mountain to climb for the Shrimps. And it's Rykel Pike, the former Shrewsbury town man with it. And here comes Grimsby again, they're on the edge of the Morkham penalty area. It might go from bad to worse here, ball pulled back and it's put into the back of the net, is it? Somehow, Adam Smith has kept it at 3-1, I've no idea how he's managed to keep that out. But he has hands on heads in the penalty area for Grimsby. And away to his left-hand side. Adam Smith atoning for his earlier error, but he dropped an easy catch from a corner. With a fantastic save to keep it at 3-1. It might fall for Michael Mellon on the edge of the six yard area. Slides clearance and then Jordan Slew kicks it into the ground and it's just hit round the post for a corner by the Grimsby townkeeper, Harvey Cartwright. Here comes Eli King, nice feet on the edge of the area. King tries to play Jordan Slew and across it comes and that's found the back of the net by JJ McKinnon. So it's JJ McKinnon with his fifth goal of the season on 85 minutes to give Morecambe a lifeline here at Grimsby's three, the Shrimps two good play through the middle of the park that by Eli King thought he was going to shoot from the edge of the box himself didn't played it out to the right side and Slew's ball across was just behind JJ McKinnon actually but he somehow managed to twist his body and, and hook it round from almost behind himself past the left arm of Harvey Cartwright and into the bottom corner Ball down the line by Davenport. Flicked forward by Mellon. Walker looking for it. Twisting and turning. Eastern Walker gets it into the path. On oh, that's a shot from Eli King on the right-hand side of the penalty area. That is saved by the legs of Harvey Cartwright. Senior with a throw. King. Senior trying to bomb down this right-hand side. Might have room for a pullback here. He does. Davenport. McKinnon. Crosses it in Songo header Straight at the keeper
4: Reaction to the action This
0: is the Shrimps verdict On Beyond Radio And it's going to be a goal kick We are 30 seconds over the six Added on Here At Blundell Park Shrimps live on Beyond Radio Can't be too much longer left And there isn't As the referee Puts the whistle to his lips And Morken ...after taking the lead after 67 seconds... ...thanks to Adam Mayer's third goal of the season... ...succumbed to three quick-fire goals... ...just after half-time. We got hit by a sucker punch really twice in 90 seconds... ...and then another goal just before the hour mark... ...but the reality is for Derek Adams' men... ...defeat on the road this afternoon... ...and we just didn't test... ...the home keeper Harvey Cartwright... ...anywhere near as much as we needed to do Adam Mayer giving Morecambe a dream start after just 67 seconds a long ball falls from Adam Smith headed up in the air by Grimsby Town defender it was schoolboy defending really and it was just one simple pass through Adam Mayer clean through 15 yards out center of the field drew the keeper slotted it in 1-0 Morecambe Grimsby belied their league position really they parted company with their manager Paul Hurst quite recently didn't get through against non-league opposition in the first round of the FA Cup last weekend either. Six changes made to the team that played in the Cup last week for Grimsby. And they look good, you have to say, in the final third. They came on strong a number of times in the first half. They hit the post as well. Couple of good claims by Adam Smith as well in the first 45 minutes. And we went in to half-time. A goal to the good. But it all unravelled for Derek Adams soon after the restart a goal by Danny Rose not the first time that Danny Rose has scored against Morecambe in 47 minutes and it's one to forget for Adam Smith a corner from the right hand side as Morkham were defending the Grimsby Town left at the near post it was a pretty routine catch or at the very least a punch by Adam Smith he's going to be really disappointed that he just dropped it into the path of the Grimsby Town forward and Danny Rose fired home for the equaliser. It was 2-1 to the Mariners. Just 60 seconds later, Kieran Green with it once again as we didn't clear our lines at the back post. Green find himself eight yards out and smashed it into the back of the net to give Grimsby the lead. It was 3-1 just on the hour mark. Raquel Pyke with it. And after that, Morecambe... You can't say they're knocked on the door, really. We didn't test Harvey Cartwright anywhere near as much as we needed to do. Jordan Slew had an effort over the angle of post and bar. But the Grimsby keeper had a very quiet second half. We huffed and puffed. We couldn't get much going, though, in the final third. That was until five minutes from time when JJ McKinnon scored his fifth goal of the season to reduce the arrears to 3-2. Good play down the... Right-hand side, initially through the middle by Eli King, and Slew's ball across was bundled home six yards out by McKinnon to give just a glimmer of light for Derek cannon's men. we knocked on the door in stoppage time. Eli King drew a good save from Cartwright. A Jan Songo header straight at the goalkeeper in added time as well. But Grimsby Town hang on, in fact, a bit more than hang on for three points and three valuable points for the Mariners as uh, they try and pull clear uh, from the foot of the League Two table. A Disappointing afternoon here in Cleethorpes for Derek Adams. Starting off so well. What's that cliche about you can sometimes score just a little bit too early? But I think it's fair to say overall, not Morecambe's best display of the season this afternoon. Didn't get much going in the final third at all. Certainly after we'd scored, we didn't really test the keeper anywhere near enough. Couldn't get our counter-attacking game going either. But it's just our second defeat in 10 games. Let's just bear that in mind as well. We've been
3: on a fantastic run. Well, Derek, a 3-2 defeat to Grimsby today. It was uh, a topsy-turvy game,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we got off to the perfect start, you know, really quickly. Uh, In the game, we got ahead uh, with a goal from JJ. And uh, that, you know, gave us a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, that first period uh, then swung uh, Grimsby's way. I thought that um, they created the better openings in the first period a lot of good chances, um, we didn't deal well with their, their movement, uh, their long balls, we didn't win many headers and um, they certainly uh, could have gone uh, in at half-time, ahead at half-time with the chances that they did create. Um, we changed things at half-time because we thought there would be a lot of long balls coming into the box as there was in the first half and uh, that certainly you know, was the case. there uh, you go.
3: Second half, it was uh, three goals in the first 15 minutes for Grimsby. That was, that was hard, wasn't it, for you to take?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the first goal, um, obviously Adam uh, drops it and uh, they get in, you know, and score the, the second and third goal we don't deal well with our, our men I don't know if Adam was impeded by one of our players or one of, of their players uh, so uh, from that point of view um, it wasn't uh, a good afternoon for us we didn't play well enough this afternoon I thought that Grimsby deserved to win it was their cup final we can understand that they've got an interim management team in place uh, the place uh, after the game was buzzing and uh, you know sometimes that happens we, we've got Grimsby on the wrong day today
3: I can say it really felt like they had something to play for today with the, the new management duo, entry management team there, and they, they they raised the game.
1: They certainly did. They made changes to the team, and um, they were able to get ahead in the game. You know, quite quickly, three goals in five minutes uh, turned the, the game on its head, and uh, we just didn't do you know well enough uh, over the afternoon. We made the the substitutions to help us solidify that didn't work, and. Um, you know, we got back into it to make it three-two. We could have got back to three-three, but I don't think that that would have been justice.
3: Late shout for a penalty?
1: Um, I think the ball was out of play, so I couldn't say that. But you know, the challenge in Michael Mel on the far side should have been a booking. I don't think the referee did. Booking was a nasty challenge, but uh, in the end, um, they were the better side today. They deserved uh, the three points and. Um, I said that to the players before the game I said listen we're coming here and uh, it's their cup final today um, they've got new management in, in, in place the players have been changed the, the ones that they, they left out the squad the manager's telling them you know they're, they're not good enough really and uh, they, they've let the other ones go and uh, they've given them you know a three points today
3: Two league defeats in a row now a bit of work for you to do?
1: Well, we had a tremendous win last week against uh, Lincoln away from home uh, in the FA Cup. So um, we've got to be delighted with that. We're seventh in the league with the lowest budget in the league. So um, I don't know what you can do with that.
3: Well, JJ, a top-determined game today, really, a 3-2 defeat after it started so well with a goal in the first minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, great goal
2: to start off with, but I think as the game goes as a whole, really frustrating evening for us, really frustrating. Grimsby battle hard uh, and ultimately they got the win so it's annoying
3: first half to be one up at the break I mean they, they tested you you know but second half 15 minutes three goals three two up three goals for them it wasn't the best start was it no it, it,
2: a start like that it, it can't happen really um, we know that we've uh, been talking about in the change of rooms' really frustrating for us um, and it ultimately it just that that cannot happen but um we have to pick ourselves up. We'll go again, and good teams bounce back. And I'm sure we'll be we'll bounce back.
3: It felt like a bit of a cup final for them today.
2: Yeah, yeah, massive cup final for them. Um, there was rumours before they were talking about how big time they are, etc. But um, they they really wanted it today, and to be fair, I think it showed in the way they played. I don't think they had. They showed a lot of spirit in their game. Um, a lot of spirit in their game. Um, nominally they got the win, and they. You can see you see the way they reacted when they won. I mean it was, it was that was a big win for them.
3: You pulled it back with a goal for yourself four minutes to go and but you just couldn't quite get that uh, equaliser could you? Yeah it's frustrating, it's a bit of a sweet moment but don't really mean
2: nothing when you you don't win the game so it's still frustrating. I mean you just want to get that equaliser. I mean if the equaliser had come off maybe you'd been a you'd be feeling a bit better right now, but just really frustrated and the whole team's frustrated how the evening's gone.
3: A couple of defeats in a row now in the league. Sandwiched, of course, between that FA Cup win last week. Yeah. Looking forward to getting back here, back to winning ways in the league.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Um, like I said, great teams bounce back, and I'm 100% sure we'll um, We'll bounce back, and we'll be right up there.
3: Today, do you think they were just a bit too quick for second? They start again. Looking at today, they, they seemed quicker to the first ball and the second ball. Was it just one of those days? You think? Yeah.
2: It was, it was a really frustrating day, especially second half. I don't know. Really frustrating day. They were really good, really quick on the second balls. They crowded the middle of the pitch. You could see what they were trying to do from the from <laughs> pardon me from the offset. I mean um there weren't much playing with them but they um what they come out to do they executed really well and we've just got we gotta expect that more. Because of how well we're doing we've got to expect that more now and we've got to be able to match that.
3: Yeah, because you are where you are, teams are gonna give you a lot of respect and work hard to try and beat you, aren't
2: they? Yeah, yeah, exactly that and you can tell with Grimsby Especially here today, they gave us the utmost respect, and they battled and battled and battled, and they they were first to the second balls. And like I said, like stuff like that it just can't happen at this level
0: thanks for downloading episode 136 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio this is Dave Salmon so a disappointing afternoon then I think it's fair to say in Cleethorpes yesterday Morecambe just d- didn't get to our attacking game going and uh, we just weren't ourselves I think it was uh, just one of those afternoons uh, that we'll put behind us and we'll move on in fairness I was speaking to a few Grimsby fans after the game and uh, they said that's the best they've played for for years, in some cases, certainly one of their best performances of the season uh, throughout, certainly from an attacking point of you view. Know, I think they had a number of players With the departure of Paul Hurst, uh, who had something to prove to the interim management team. They made six changes to the team and uh, uh, they kind of got revitalised and and rejuvenated. After all, it was only our second defeat in 10 games. And as uh, Derek said, yes, okay, back to back away defeats in the league, but we're still seventh in the table, still in the playoff spots with the lowest budget in the league. And I think that is a a very, very valid point indeed that uh, we just need to remember that we are still. in an incredible position. So we'll put that one to bed because it's the small matter of an away trip to Wrexham next time up in the league. No match next Saturday. Of course our game against Crew at the Mazuma is going to be rearranged due to the international break and of course our game uh, against Blackpool on Tuesday at Bloomfield Road in the EFL Trophy. So we move on then and uh, I thought I'd have a little chat uh, to the new Morecambe FC media team. Congratulations to Matt Smith and Jack Taylor. Matt is uh, taking over the role as head of media and communications. And Jack Taylor's also accepted a full-time position. He's going to stay as the club photographer, but he's also going to be uh, the media and communications assistant working alongside Matt to produce loads of amazing club content. So before the game against Grimsby, I caught up with Matt and Jack to find out all about their plans. So, Matt, firstly, congratulations on the new role.
5: Thank you very much. Really can't wait to, uh, to get started today.
0: And, uh, well, we're, we're speaking before uh, our game against Grimsby. And, uh, well, how's your first few days in the job been? I know there's a bit of a crossover with uh, Dale leaving. How's it been so far?
5: Yeah, just really, really good, really exciting. Getting um, getting Jack in to, to do the media and comms assistant role is, is massive. Um, so, that, that's been a big help. Um, you know, he's, he's been around the football club for pretty much as long as I have. So, in terms of teaching him the role and and, and, and things like that. He's, he's already well aware of ninety percent of it, so that makes it easy for me to focus on, you know, new new areas of, of my new role. So um yeah it's been it's been really exciting and it, it just whets the appetite doesn't it for, for, for going forward. Now
0: Jack's standing next to us I'll come to you in a second Jackie if we may but let's go back to the very beginning Matt. And uh, in the last, what, nearly three years, it's been quite the journey, hasn't it?
5: It has, yeah. Um, It all started off with uh, when I was in the first year of my sports journalism course at UCLan in Preston. Um, I think Morecambe had just drawn Chelsea away in the FA Cup um, when it was all behind closed doors. Uh, I reached out to Charlie Appleyard just to ask for an interview, just to practice my writing and um, stick it on my blog. And he, he very kindly um, accepted. So did an interview with him, published it, didn't think anything more of it. And then a week later, uh, he sent me a, a Twitter DM with his, his number saying, can you call me? And straight away, alarm bells were ringing thinking, oh, no, I've, I've potentially you know, upset the director of a football club. But um, no, he, he liked what I wrote, um, invited me in to, to help Matt Rushton at the time with the digital output. Um, and then it's grown from there. Obviously, the, the win at Wembley, that was my first real hands-on um, working day with a football club, so couldn't really have asked for better than that. And then, obviously, that summer, it grew into a, a media assistant role, um, which then went to a media and communication... Uh, sorry, media and, and content coordinator role. Um, joined full-time in the summer after I, I graduated from university. And then, yeah, here I am, head of media and communication. So,
0: um, yeah, it's really honoured. And from the Matt Rushton days of a few years ago to where we are now, I mean, Matt did some brilliant work, didn't he? But he was almost, I know obviously Quinny as well was helping out. But uh, the media side of things has come on significantly in the last two and a bit seasons.
5: Yeah, I think it has. Um, and I think everyone, everyone's played the part. Um, you look at Matt Rushton and, and some of the things he could do, it was unbelievable. Um, and obviously Ryan Daly coming in was big um, in terms of taking it forward. Making it a bit more football club professional media environment, and he he was terrific when he came in, and, and for me personally, he was absolutely fantastic um, for my development and growth. Um, and then obviously he left. Harry Lines came in for a short stint, but again, you know, I learnt so much from Harry. Um, get along with him really well. Um, and then Dale comes in in, in February to replace Harry. Um, he left to go to Blackpool. Really good opportunity for him. Um, so Dale comes in, and, and again, I, th- I think it's fair to say each person that I've worked under um, when they've been head of media and comms. I, I've learned something different, and I don't think I'd be where I am today if it wasn't for you know assistance from each individual previous head of media and comms. So, yeah, it's been a, a really exciting you know two and a half years up to now. I'm just looking forward
0: to, to where I can take it looking forward, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, I suppose you've answered my next question actually to an extent. There, I'm at working under firstly Ryan, and then under Harry, and then under Dale they all had their own I suppose everybody does they have their individual way of doing the job and and running a media department and that gives you quite a broad spectrum of knowledge and experience to draw on
5: yeah and and that was such a huge benefit to me um being able to see that throughout my studies because a lot of people kind of graduate and then go into roles where they have to do all of that learning in, in a short space of time so I was really fortunate that I was able to start during my first year going into second year and then almost when it comes to graduating I've already got a lot of that knowledge behind me and again full compliments to, to Ryan and, and Harry and Dale for giving me that um, expertise shall we say so um, yeah it's, it's just been really good to learn from those guys and you know I stay in touch with them and um, see what they're up to so yeah I couldn't have asked for a better group of, of,
4: of people to learn from.
0: Let's come to you, Jack. Uh, firstly, congratulations on your new role.
4: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, started on Wednesday uh, and it's very exciting. I've been uh,
0: been on a bit of a buzz all week for it. So you are, well, essentially the new Matt. I mean, we've kind of gone full circle, haven't we? You're you're the new Dale. Jack's the new Matt. I mean, it's, it gets very confusing. But media and content coordinator, that's got to be a role that you're going to be excited to get your teeth into.
4: Well, yeah, first of all, I'm going to have to say media and communications assistant because uh, Matt doesn't really like it when I call I'll put 50p in, it. in the swear box. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah oh it's absolutely fantastic though I mean Matt came to me a few weeks ago with the possibility of it coming into fruition as a role for me um, and then I went in had a interview with uh, Ben Sadler the CEO of the club and Matt um, which I think went really well and basically I, I said me and Matt have worked together now for, for years we're in the third season really was working together and over that time we've sort of As the media output of the club has grown, we've also grown with each other in terms of our vision for content. And I think we're quite aligned in that, knowing what we want for content output for the club. Um, So it was really a no-brainer for me then to take on the role full-time and uh, get stuck in.
0: Let's go back to the start for you then, Jack. You were obviously a long-time Morecambe fan watching from the stands, but then at the start of our League One journey, it turned into something different.
4: Yeah, so I was a long-time fan. My last game as a fan was the, uh, the Wembley victory where Matt was uh, taking the reins in the media department. Um, that was the start of the summer where I graduated from university up in Glasgow uh, doing a degree in fine art photography. Then over the summer I got in contact with a club when the role for they had a media and communications, um, role which Ryan, Ryan Daly ultimately took up, and basically said... If you need any help um, with any of the pre-season stuff, I you know there was a bit of a transition period after Matt Rushton left, uh, let me know because I'm in that sort of free summer after graduation. i uh, got a bit of time on my hands and um, Ben got back in touch with me and said, yeah, here's uh, our, one of our media guys, Matt Smith, here's his number, uh, get in touch with him and i will bring you down to a training session at Lancaster Uni. That's where I met Matt. Uh, and then the next time I saw him was at the Ipswich game. We cracked on in League One. That's where I met Ryan for the first time. Uh, and what a fantastic period that was really started working as the club photographer home and away uh, doing a bit of ad hoc stuff as well and it was fantastic um, that's how I got stuck in and I've been doing that now this is now in the third season um, and yeah absolutely love it
0: and we've, you've come on a long way Jack haven't you from uh, the media room at Portman Road way back in early August 2021 to now you're almost a different person
4: oh, absolutely I mean in my post on Twitter about me taking on the new role uh, Ryan did quote tweet that and referred to me as Timid <laughs> Taylor uh, which I've, I still back that I was only timid because I couldn't find the free media food but now oh, I, I did. Now I know where to find it I'm a lot more comfortable in the role but yeah definitely I mean, <laughs> Just don't be afraid to ask that's, all. that's the main thing isn't it uh, I mean I've definitely grown as a person a lot. Um, that's in thanks to the people I've been working with I mean Matt and Ryan over that first season were fantastic they brought me in it really was made to feel like home um coming from a position where i would just show up and think or take a few photos but i mean the way that they valued the work i was doing and the support i got um was fantastic for me and then obviously harry came in uh, again what a guy he took me under his wing as well um can't wait to go and see him next week on tuesday then dale came in and again um like matt was saying earlier i mean i think i've really learned lots from each head of media that we've had um and i've already learned a lot from the current one in uh in years gone by so now i can't wait to crack on with matt really and see how how we can develop even further so we've
0: come on significantly matt haven't we in the last couple of seasons what are your plans then for the future and how are you going to uh, address the role of being in charge of the department
5: i think it's important not to come in and start you know implementing a, a lot of wholesale changes just take stock of where we're at at the minute as a department um look back on you know what we've done in in months gone by since the start of the season and then just looking at how we can improve things in in my opinion and um, I mean we brought Liam Roberts back in to help with our graphic design and that for me was a no-brainer because he you know the work he does is is, is of such a high quality yeah, it's not bad, is it? Uh, he's all right yeah. he's all right um, so that you know no-brainer to bring him in um, been in touch with my old uh, university at uclan to see if we've got any students that i can help out in terms of the experience similar to what i got when i first started there um in 2020 so um yeah really excited for that and then it's just a a case of i think looking at at the content that we do and making note of what's good about it what can do better and then just doing the the changes to make it better because i think where we're at at the minute is a really good position in terms of the content that we put out there but for me and, and Jack's the same and everyone that I work with is the same it's not a case of sitting still and admiring what you're doing it's a case of implementing you know little changes here and there to, to just grow it and you know for me I always approach it with having the, the fans at the heart of everything that we do because ultimately what we put out there is for the fans yeah. to enjoy and engage with mm-hmm. so for me it's just a case of you know doing the best we can in terms of output and, um, and just bringing the fans as close to the football club as possible
0: There's that insatiable appetite for online content lots of fans content pages and obviously football clubs content has has grown exponentially hasn't it in in recent years as social media has has, has taken off you almost need to put tomorrow's news on yesterday don't you that's the demand for it how do you juggle every single aspect of of, of what a media department or how are you planning on juggling how every aspect of a media department's going to work
5: I think it's just, again, just taking stock of of what we're already doing, see what goes down well, see what we need to improve with. I think, you know, the the corridor questions, for example, that we do, um, that really brings, you know, the viewer in the corridor, essentially, you know, with the players because they're they're almost getting to engage with the players in terms of what we're asking. They get to see it and and interact with it online. So I think for me, that's a big thing. I always said when I first came into football that when I was a football fan, I always wanted to see the things that you don't get to see as a fan. Um, So when I first started, we we did the tunnel walk, which was the walk from the dressing room to the pitch on the day of a game and and just little things like that, small wins, easy to do. Um, And then looking big picture um, and just seeing how, like I say, the fans at the heart of everything we do how we can just really maximise the relationship between supporters and the football club um, I mean we'll go got back to Jack starting Jack started on, on Wednesday already he done a wonderful piece with Stuart Glover and, and, and Derek Adams about the EFL week of action that was wonderful we've got a piece coming out early next week about Adam Mayer and his award um, which again Jack did really well on Um, and that was a really solid start for me Uh, we talk about the foundations of of the department and what we want to do i think that that was huge so it can only grow for 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 the better looking ahead
0: and that's the thing with you jack isn't it you're going to have more of a community role obviously involved in first team match days and everything but it's not just the first team men's squad is it we've got the women's team we've got the community stuff and you're going to be across all of that
4: yeah exactly i mean I think it's important to remember that Morecambe FC is more than just the 90 minutes that the men's first team play Um, on a Saturday afternoon, you've got so much great stuff going on behind the scenes that I think deserves just as much coverage and the content that we're producing, I want to be as high quality as possible across the board so you've got the work Stuart's doing with the community sports team uh, is amazing and it was fantastic yesterday to sit down and film an interview with him and the gaffer talking about uh, the work they do and then obviously you've got the stuff the academy do, we've got James who's coming in doing some of the academy media stuff which I think is fantastic they're getting the coverage that they deserve in terms of tweets on a match day live tweeting uh, match reports everything like that which I want the fans to get because I mean coming from as a Morecambe fan myself I want as much content as possible Uh, and I guess it's me and Matt's jobs uh, in the media team to be able to cover everything to the highest level Um, I think we both share the same quality and we want everything to be as good as possible and even if that means taking a bit of extra time on things where we could do it quicker. I don't really want to take shortcuts if it's going to be a loss of the content we're making because, first of all, I absolutely love the football club, but I also love taking pretty pictures and making nice content, so it's fantastic, really, to be able to do that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Give us some of your memories then, Matt, of the the last couple of years. What have have been some highlights for you?
5: Um, The first game that I attended live at the Mazuma, which was the 2-1 win over Salford City, the dramatic last... uh, last late goals from Morecambe that was huge um obviously getting the uh getting the win at wembley that was unbelievable um to be able to play such a small part in that but see what it meant to so many people was huge um Tottenham, of course you know Tottenham them away in the that cup. was all right as well uh, that was, that was yeah. a good day out <laughs> yeah. um but I, th- I think for me one of the big things is just growing within the football club and just learning what it's about because it, you know some people could come from the outside in and not really get the vibe or the feel yeah, of yeah. the place but i'd like to think that i've come in and i've really taken stock of what the football club means to not just the supporters but you know to, to the community um it plays such a vital part and that became apparent to me um over the years but especially since i started doing a bit of work with community sports which jack's gonna take over and, and do a really good job with so yeah i think you know you've got the, the the individual memories such as big days out big wins and things like that but i think for me just just coming in and and just embracing it and just seeing what it means to the to the supporters and, and the community that's probably the biggest thing
0: and you've taken some great pictures jack haven't you what what are you what are your favorites oh, i've got so many i don't even know where to start
4: well <laughs> i do actually know where to start and that is anthony o'connor scoring from the corner at tottenham <laughs> and me looking through the viewfinder of my camera and seeing him oh. running straight towards me that was absolutely fantastic um I mean, there's just so many. I mean, obviously the big away days have some great memories. We've got the recent one of Sutton United, Joel Senior hearing the shouts of shoot from the crowd and smacking one into the bottom corner. And then, I mean, thankfully for me, he started running towards the dugout, uh, did a 180, which JJ McKinnon was not prepared for.
0: He's planted the pitch, Yeah, he JJ, I went for he? a
4: quick lie down. I think he must have been tired. Um, I got some great shots there. We've got the Charlton away days, always a classic in Charlton. It's, it's, it's nice to nice of them to always let us have a little victory down in Charlton. Um, but I mean, even some of, the, some, some of the home games, I mean, there's nothing better than someone scoring in front of the bar card yeah. running into that corner uh, when there's thousands of people there absolutely buzzing i mean you've got cole scoring that oh head kick thing was it was it wickham we were playing last season the lincoln game last season when we came back 1-3-2 i mean beating bradford 3-0 at home some of the photos from that are fantastic michael mellon absolutely loves running straight towards me and that's perfect some of the shots i get from that um are amazing and i mean i'm hoping that we can carry on uh Banging some goals in, mm. and I mean, I'm really pushing towards trying to get a few knee slides back on the go. <laughs> yeah. uh, they've seemed to be tripping out of the squad. Loves uh, a knee slide. Loves a <laughs> knee slide. It was great to shoot the academy game actually because their their celebrations were fantastic There was a little knee slide for me there. Uh, great to get that back in the repertoire. But yeah, hopefully some of the uh, the current first team squad take note there. Um,
0: run towards Jack's camera, uh, don't run away through it like Tom Bloxham
4: did last Saturday. Exactly. Nothing. I mean, it was it was it was Christos's. Uh, Famous goal. That he couldn't
0: get <laughs> a far enough away from me as quickly as possible. Towards
4: that scoreboard,
0: you know, get away <laughs> from
4: the cameras. No paths, please.
0: Well, gents, I know you're both going to smash it, and I think the reason that uh, we're excited about the future is because. Yeah, first and foremost, your fans, and, and, and I think you understand that you're in a privileged position, that you're in and around the club and the first team and the management on a daily basis. And like you have said, Matt, that's the kind of content, the behind-the-scenes stuff, if you will, that, that, that the fans really like to see. I can see it with their own eyes when I go to a, a game, players on the pitch, but it's that behind-the-scenes stuff and the extra content that's going to make that difference, hopefully.
5: Yeah, that's it. And, and like, you know, Jack made a really important point of, of not just limiting it to the first team. It's about covering the academy, um, covering the women's team as well, the community, um, good stories from within the football club itself. Um, I think that's something that we're going to be really keen on moving forward. So, And, and we get great buy-in from, from the club in terms of allowing us that access and... and helping us out in that yeah. sense, but also from the people that we, we get to come and help us out, uh, whether that be, you know, students, volunteers, etc. So yeah, you nail on the head there, Dave, you know, we're in a really fortunate and privileged position, but it's not one that we take lightly, you know, we really look forward to it. And, and ultimately we just want to put the best out there just for the supporters.
0: And Jack, if you go into a little trade secret here, people listening to this, you're like a little nap in the back of my car on, on, on the way from away games, don't you? Unfortunately, you're gonna have to be doing some work now.
4: I know. Well, I did find this out actually. It came as a bit of a shock to me um, when Matt spoke to the role that I would actually have to do some work on the way back from the away day and not just sleep in the back left of the Renault Kajar But you know, it's it's a sacrifice that I'm willing to make because like you said, I mean, we're in a really lucky position and I mean, I know that every day and no? coming in I mean, me and Matt in the office we're very lucky and uh, it's just having a great day and knowing that we're in a position where we have the access to be able to make great content. I mean, I love taking photos and I'm in a perfect position to be able to do that. Um, Of the thing which I love so much, which is the football club. Um, There's so much content there to be made. There's so much going on at the club. Uh, And I'm really glad that I can be in that role and hopefully the uh, supporters like the content we're putting out. Because I think over the next few months, it's going to be a really exciting time in the media department. Um, And hopefully that matches the, the quality of the football we've been playing
0: on the pitch. It's going to be a, a double win, really, for the club. Well, Matt, Jack, thanks very much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know it's really busy and the team are just about to arrive here at Grimsby so you're going to have to get back to work. We're really excited about what the weeks and months have uh, in store ahead. And uh, good luck. I know you're both going to smash it.
4: Cheers, Dave. Thank you very much. Thanks.
0: Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.